Hey, we are back from Team Mirza with our another podcast. How are you, Mansoor? I'm fine, fantastic, enjoying this uh, very warm start of our uh, you know spring weather. Uh, I started going back to the parks and uh, utilizing my extra time for doing some exercises. Oh, that's good. I need to start that. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm excited because today we are actually sharing a real life court case that happened in recent few months. Yes, uh, I know Can you were discussing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were discussing and we were discussing the detail about this court case uh, where this buyer actually booked a property in about 2018 end with a pre-construction project for 1.5 million dollars is just little over of 1.5 million dollars and obviously they signed the agreement it was formed on the day of signing there was no cool off time and there was line up uh, on the builder door just like we are noticing even these days people are lining yeah. up so this buyer mm-hmm. was one of those buyers who lined up outside the door waited for long and then finally they entered into this agreement right away firm deal and then they were given a extended deposit structure they keep paying those deposits and then uh, you know what happened next i would like you to share the next incident what happened okay so the time came for closing the builder is ready to give the possession but the buyer only gets approved for 1.2 million dollar mortgage the reason being their appraisal came in short according to the bank wherever they were getting their mortgage from they calculated the actual value of the property at 1.2 million dollars instead of 1.5 what the buyer had actually purchased from the builder wow so that shows mm-hmm. that they were short of funds and as we have read the case then next up what the buyer tried to request builder to change the price which builder refused because build yeah. it was not in their uh, you know criteria or not part of the agreement so buyer uh, tried to get out of the contract which was again uh, going to be a breach of contract and finally uh, when buyer found out that there is no other option left on the table and they are unable to secure the proper right amount and they have no funds to fill the gap they requested builder to give this vendor take back mortgage uh, would you like to share our uh, listener what is vendor take back mortgage which this buyer was requesting builder yeah so vendor take back is actually something it's a mortgage that the seller provides to the buyer on their own expense just to help the sale of the property but in this case the builder blankly refused he's like i'm i'm in the profession of building properties constructing and selling those instead of i'm not a bank or i'm not a private lender who could do that for you and the builder clear cut he refused to give any funds or any vendor take back to the buyers completely i can understand that you know builder is not in the mortgage business and just wanted to also uh, clarify that on expense of the buyers because vendor take backs are always done through the lawyer of the vendors but they add additional cost just like a private yes. lenders so all mm-hmm. those costs are being added to the price so builder refused this and then what happened then the builder actually took the case to the court because so deal did not close actually right no the deal did not close the seller uh, the buyer tried to back off uh, they gave all the options to the builder that you know either give us a vendor take back or lower the price of the property which does not fit any criteria because it was a firm deal and both the parties 
agreed to that. So uh, the builder got upset and in the end, pr- uh, finally took the buyer to the court. Well, and uh, the next uh, detail what we have uh, uh, got from this deal, from this court case was that buyer actually tried to take this position saying that uh, we were not given the opportunity to review the contract properly, builders were in rush and uh, we were not given the time for cool off. There was no time because builder told us either take it or leave it. And then the other side, the builder was coming back with their positioning saying that this buyer actually waited in line for about, you know, there were 15 to 20 people in line. They got their appointment booked a couple of days ago. Builder already informed this buyer in their email appointment confirmation saying that this deal is going to be firm on signing. So there is no conditional time. So they were well aware of all the circumstances and then builder also take the position saying that they were given extended deposit structure and they were fulfilling that deposit structure for almost over a year. So they were well aware of the scenario. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? Then in the meantime, the builder also ended up selling the property to another buyer for 1.2 million. And then the seller, the buyer came back saying, they are thinking that the property value was actually 1.2 and they raised that concern in the court as well but the court after looking at everything uh, listening to the builders listening to the buyers in the end gave a very wise decision which i think uh, i'm sure actually a wise decision which suits both the buyer and the builder that they both entered the contract and it was a legal contract and both the parties are supposed to fulfill this contract and its conditions at the end of the day. So finally, the buyer actually was uh, given this order to pay builder $300,000 gap mm-hmm. plus their legal yeah. cost and other penalties. And court has clearly mentioned that this is a clear breach of contract. You had enough time to get ready. You had enough opportunities to raise any concern because you have not mentioned anything during this over a year time when you are giving them those extended deposit structures. So there's no point of uh, blaming them now. It was deal signed and well informed decision was made. So finally, the buyer lost this case and this is a big opportunity for all of us to learn that when you sign a contract with pre-construction, you need to have your representatives to represent you. Because if you do not have your representative, you walk into the doors, guess those people sitting in that room, who they represent. So Pia, who they represent? Exactly. So when we enter into that room, the, the builder's office, we are entering, we are giving up all our rights because we don't have our own person who represents our rights, who is there to protect us, who is there to read all the fine print and all that stuff. And the, those the people, people are sitting, actually representing builder. Yeah, though people sitting there are looking at the best interests of the builder. He, they are not representing you because you are just a, just a customer. You're just another client for them. But if you have your own realtor, he will, he or she will have their best interest because that's a person who tomorrow you have any question, any concern, you can go back to that person and that person will take your concerns to the builder. Absolutely. Yes. And this is exactly what I'm doing today. I have uh, my, you know, those uh, properties which were uh, booked uh, with my help and I am negotiating with the reps of the builder getting their uh, assignment approval and making sure that they are being protected. They are 
meeting their timeline we do have about four months left and we are going to start uh, getting into the agreements with our potential buyers and all rights are being reviewed everything is being planned so my clients have their representative in the shape of Mansoor Mirza representing them not the builder representative who is actually defending the builder so this is a good learning PR for us to make sure our listeners understand that please do not just walk into the doors use your own experts somebody who is knowledgeable somebody who is representing you to protect your rights this is the best or the biggest i should say decisions of your life i completely disagree when people make this choice of not having their own representative and going to your opponent to have their representative working for both sides realistically they will never work for both sides they have obligation to represent their clients and guess who is their client builder is their client of course the person who signs their check Mansoor. that is true they are on their payroll you know what uh, i i would like to add that you know how we have a uh, one lawyer we have one family doctor yes we have one person we always go to for advice because we know that one person has our best interest. So why don't we have one realtor? Because buying a, home, yeah, buying a home is not a, just going to the grocery store and buying something or going to Walmart and then I can return it tomorrow. No, it's one of the biggest decisions and people need to look at all the pros and cons. We hold your hand all through this transaction. Exactly. So it goes smoothly. Yeah. And everyone's rights are protected that tomorrow there is no grief. And we are actually happy when we get the possession, not going through these uh, complications. And everyone is like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into kind of scenario? Very well said, Pia. Thank you for sharing this valuable information. I'm sure mm-hmm. our listener will appreciate and they will learn from this uh, and learn from our all podcast. So please do subscribe, like our podcast. Our podcast is available at all major platforms. We are working on getting through on iPod because they have some restrictions to first listen to our few podcasts and then approved. I'm trying my best to get that done as well. Otherwise, yeah. our Pascar podcast is available at all platforms. Please do like and subscribe our social media channels. We are here, One Stop Shop team, where we are here to protect you to work for you and love to be your family realtors have yourself a wonderful day